This episode is sponsored by Overcast, a better podcast app than whatever you're using right now. Unless it's Overcast. Get Overcast for free on the App Store. It's April 7th, April 7th, first Jesus week Christ. of April, it's April 7th. 7th. Can you believe we are in the second quarter of 2021? Oh my gosh. Uh, so, is, is this shit is going by so fast. Second fiscal yeah. quarter already? Oh my God. Oh. <laughs> I gotta do my numbers. FQ2. <laughs> okay, we're eight days away from April 15th, which is, oh, I maybe tax day got moved, but whatever tax day used to be. Yeah. Right around this time, I'm always feeling like, anxious pit of my stomach i know i gotta get taxes done do yes. i look for an extension i always do yeah and then <laughs> but i move i wait till april 14th eleven fifty nine, and i press yeah. submit request mm. i'm always that person and um this year i'm trying to do things differently it's a new chapter yeah you know uh the awakening we were talking about Asians uh, becoming, you know, the world, but by way of Asian hate crimes, we are becoming awakened to a reality that none of us are really safe in this white supremacy uh, paradigm. Yeah. And, uh, you know, in in my vigilance, I am um, I'm trying to actually make do things differently, not just say like, dear full moon, I'm going to change my ways this time. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> like, you know, you can have as many good intentions as you want. But for me, if I don't have an actual action plan, usually in a bulleted list, yes. you know, some kind of like thing that I can check off. Um, oh, I love a list. Yes. Obsessed right? with the it list. It organizes yeah. everything. Yeah. It gives you a sense of purpose. Oh, the crossing off of a list. Ugh. Honey, What's better, yes. writing the list or crossing it off? Crossing it off. Crossing it off, right? Yes. Oh, I love yeah, it. I love it. <laughs> yeah. So I've been in list mode. I have been um, in a uh, creative. Um, uh, what would I call this? Like, there's a fire inside of me. Ooh. Creatively, um, politically. Yeah. As you guys know, I've been uh, patrolling K Town with my brother and mm-hmm. uh, some other great people. Uh, we had news, uh, local news. I come saw. Out last yeah, week. it was so cool. ABC7, KCAL, KTLA, three local news people came out. Bunch of people got interviewed. They followed us around. Oh, my God. The second I heard your nasal drawl, Ah! get onto the mic. I mean, I could even hear you in the back. (laughs) While she was like on the B-roll, I could just hear you going, like that nasal drawl. That cuts through the background noise. (laughs) The noise of the awakening. (laughs) Like, I I heard you before I saw you. (laughs) That's usually how it happens. Yeah. That's just how I enter a room. Um, Oh, that's funny. Screaming from from the hallway. (laughs) That's how you enter the room. I mean, no, it was, it's great. So, you know, you're going, you're in a, I, it's, it's funny. Like I'm sort of, I I also like, I think post awakening went to a, into a bit of a chrysalis. Of course. Like I had to rethink, Mm. I had to re-examine, re-prior, yeah, regroup. And now I'm sort of starting to, I also did get a, I got a new book. I had a new book. What what is it? I'm reading Flannery (laughs) O'Connor. Okay. Like the saddest, most uh, Catholic, Holmes? sort of racist lady. Uh, <laughs> but Do it's we like need to very- talk? <laughs> Do we need to? Should we get off no, the mic right now and talk? Because <laughs> I don't think this is where I thought the pod was going. I know. It's, it's like very grim Midwestern prose. And I uh, had been reading sort of like lighter, like comedic essay stuff. And it just, I... I, I think I'm realizing I like really beautiful taught language to contrast mm. and help sort of fire things. Like I like okay. very, I like, I, I think it helps me. Like if I read tomes, big ideas, big mm. books, it mm. kind of, 
you know, because my ideas are not nearly as big. So it's like helps to create like a structure as mm. opposed to having something that's similar to me. That's interesting that you say that because I'm reading a book and I've realized uh, recently that I enjoy reading or listening to mm-hmm. um, academia. Yeah. And yeah, that yeah. it does the same thing for me. It structuralizes mm-hmm. things, contextualizes things. It helps me not my brain not look at the thing as so chaotic Yes. Uh, and unwieldy, you know, it gives mm-hmm. you a sense of control around it. That's so cool. I'm reading this book called Virtue Hoarders, The Case Against the Professional Managerial Class by Catherine Liu. Okay. I was recommended this book by a friend, <clears throat> but I thought the book was going to be like uh, a nice like pop sociology book. Um, it's not, it's half the size of a regular book. It looks like truly like, uh, it's red. It looks like one of those like communist pamphlets that were going around. Yeah. Yeah. Radicalized. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Because it's pocket size. You can put it in your like overcoat. You know yeah, what I mean? In I've, Russia? I've seen those. I've yeah. seen those. Uh, if, if anyone um, ever went to meetings for the Communist Party at your college <laughs> or went to ad, stop, ad busters meetings, you, you, yeah. <laughs> like if you've this ever been there. This is like Marxist paraphernalia. Oh, yeah. That's like, that's a, that's, that's a, that's something they pass out at a Noam Chomsky fan club meeting. Like, oh, I yeah. know what this is. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. This is McCarthy <laughs> era red flag. You know what yes. I mean? Yes. <laughs> but she, um, Catherine Liu has written this um, pamphlet in um, in such a way where I have to constantly stop and reread the sentences because yeah. it's a little dense. Yeah. yeah. Um, it's not prose at all. It's data. It sounds like it's like an academic journal. Like it's like an academic paper. It kind of is. Yeah. yeah. Okay. It's basically a thesis against uh, the professional managerial class, which is this kind of liberal, white to white adjacent, um, virtue signaling um, people who, um, or a class of people. It's not just white, it's everything under that umbrella sure. of yes. white hegemony. Uh, and what Dr. King kind of talked about like, beware yes. of the liberals that stand by and do nothing. Yes. And it's exactly that. We just like have a new name for it now. Yeah. Um, anyway, <laughs> it's it's all a lot of stuff that you and I talk about on this podcast a lot. And um, I just like uh, that someone smarter is saying the thing. It's yeah. really cool. Yeah. Because sometimes when we say stuff, I'm like, I feel like this is sort of right. But I wish we knew more stuff. Yeah. I wish I was <laughs> able to cite stuff that I thought I knew just by coincidence. You know what I mean? Yes. Like. I don't know why people listen to this podcast and point to it and reference it because we never reference anyone else. <laughs> We're usually misquoting, like most of the time, straight up lying about things. So <laughs> the fact that any of you reference this podcast, you need to look at your life and where you were let down. By your society. <laughs> anyway, so <laughs> just going back to like actionable things. Yeah. Um, this has been very cool. But I will say my brother this week said he was getting on a Zoom um, with the neighborhood safety companions. Yeah. And and to pitch me as uh, a, one of the new group leaders. Yeah. <clears throat> Which I said, uh, OK, th- that's interesting. Um, tell me more because uh-huh. I, I don't know. I, I, I have some ideas of how this could run better. I always have ideas. Yeah. I always have feedback. I ha- If there's a comment, like if I could be a, a thing, it would be a yes. comment card. Yes, you yeah. are a comment. You do comment. <laughs> you're, you, I mean, I would unsolicited. say that like, unsol- I mean, you're an opinion <laughs> machine. Yeah, yeah. I like. I mean, that's part of the joy of knowing. It's like I don't know if someone could have an opinion on that. Like, <laughs> like oh, I didn't. Oh, I didn't. Oh, are we? Are that we taking- is so crazy. Because whenever I talk to someone, I'm like, oh, what's your take on this? They're like, mm, I don't know. And I'm like, what do you mean you don't know? How do you not know how you immediately feel about something? <laughs> but it's like it's stuff that's like, it's things that you don't real like. It'd be like you don't you, need an opinion on. You don't need an opinion on. It's like I didn't realize that. <laughs> you know, it's like having this. There's so much bandwidth to like, because the thing is, when you have an opinion on something, that means you care about what it's like, and yeah, you care about so much stuff 
And it's just like, but why? Like, why do we even I need don't know. to know? I don't know. <laughs> I, I think one day when I was young, someone told me that your voice matters. <laughs> and I just chased it to the nth degree. I remember when I, I, I first started yeah. uh, comedy. I'll get back to the neighborhood safety thing, but when I first started comedy, when everyone first starts comedy, they're like, <clears throat> or when you're writing, they're like, oh, yeah. point of view. What's your voice? What's your voice? Yes. And I never understood what that meant until I very recently realized that my voice is just what I think. It's how I think about things, yeah. my opinions on upon the world. Yes. And the fact that I have so many opinions, that that is my voice. Yeah. You know, and, and it's a consistent voice via, you know, the dogma that I hold or whatever, you know. So, like, I, I just never thought it could be that simple. Like, oh, you, just what I feel about something is my voice. Is my creative it's so basic voice. to you? It's because so basic. It's to you. so it's fundamental. Too fundamental. It has to be more than that. It has to yes. be like a take upon it, a derivative that becomes a you know meta commentary upon something. And I'm, they're like, no, no, no. It's just what you think. And I'm like, that's too easy. I'm 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 screaming it at you constantly. So what have <laughs> you been asking me? <laughs> I mean, I, I totally empathize with this because I felt the same way. I was like, oh, so I need to like mine the depths of my trauma and this and that. And like, right. this is what this is. And I was always like kind of uncomfortable with that um, just because so many of the people that uh, uh, that I have this experience with uh, aren't dead yet. So yeah. like, um, you know, I've always felt uncomfortable, but I realized exactly what you're talking about, Peter. It's just like an, a take, an opinion and just like. If you sit next to me at anything, anything. like it, anything, I'm going to have an opinion yeah, about the way yes. that the guy walked up there, the way he took his mic out, all of yeah. it. I got I got a take on and I disagree. That uh, <laughs> <laughs> And uh, here's here's a leap from that is may I conjecture that that is how a trauma brain operates. Yeah. Because it's a you're, you always have to analyze and ground so that you have a plan of escape. Yes. Or safe. Or, or sa it's fight or flight. We're, yes. It, Is this person <clears throat> safe? Yes. Or what are the, yes. You have to That's always assess the situation. That's why all these white teachers in the comedy kind com of community, they were stressing like, you have to find a point of view. POC that's been traumatized, which is all POC, yeah. don't need to find the point of view. We already got one. And it's that you're bad. <laughs> I mean, because you're right. Because like, there's no. It's kind of like this they don't blissful feel unsafe. Ignorance. Yeah, there's yeah. blissful ignorance, so they have to like you. There has at to least be white women. There's a, the thing of being a woman, rape, so yeah, of rape, course rape, there's rape, yeah. yeah, and the the general unsafeness of being a woman and being gaslit into you yes. know whatever everything yes. in your life. So there's that. So they do have to, I mean, so I guess you kind of just like cater to them specifically because they right. do have to be lured out of that sort of um, suppression of voice because they're taught to just constantly minimize themselves in, right. in, spatially, physically, emotionally, and uh, not voice opinions. Yeah. But like, you know, I guess, I, you know, for, I guess I get a little bit of that. I never thought that no one ever, I mean, I did one time, one guy was like, why are you, why do you think, um, like he was, he was kind of. I was trying to. He was trying to say that I was kind of annoying because I constantly was talking, and I, <laughs> and he was trying to get me to feel bad about it. And I, he was just like, "Why do you think? Like, how? Why do you think like your opinion matters so much?" Or was like, "Why do you think everyone wants to hear it? N needs to hear it. He yeah. needs to hear it." And I was just like, I mean, I, I literally was like, I don't know, because like I, I'm, I'm smart and I'm funny, and I was, I like literally, <laughs> I, was like, I was like, I got a lot of stuff to say. I was like, I don't know. What you I have great fashion. I, I have got, a cute got, face. Got, like, got, what the fuck like, else do you need? Like, I've, I've, I've gotten a lot of, I have gotten negative feedback about it, and I just started rattling and talking even more. And the way that this guy was like, clearly his plan had backfired. He wanted me to like recognize and be like, oh, and my reaction yeah. was like, 
What are you even talking I was like, so. Yeah, who the fuck I are you? I didn't even get angry. I didn't even get angry. I was just like, oh, do you not understand why I'm doing this? Like, oh, <laughs> like, let me break it down for you. Yeah. <laughs> well, I'm now sorry. that guy is a gold member Patreon and he <laughs> is making up for it. <laughs> Welcome, Josh. <laughs> Wait, so tell me what happened with the so K-Town. Going back Green to the K-Town thing. Yeah. yeah. So they showed up. They interviewed us. We had a great thing. Um, hopefully this leads to more people being activated in their own communities. Yes. Even indirectly in, in, in K-Town, you know, if you live in L.A., it's mm-hmm. always open for people to volunteer. Yes. Anyway, so that's great. But my brother was saying, um, you know, do you want to be a leader? Because I have ideas, but I don't know if I want to be the one implementing them because then that's a whole nother thing that's a a time commitment um emotional commitment yes that I just don't have yeah and low-key they already asked me to breach a not breach that's a harsh word but to um ask someone in the entertainment industry that I know for money (laughs) yeah (laughs) <laughs> to be fair, they are giving it out. Yeah, this, yeah, yeah. This, you know, but that's just not the relationship. You know, if it was you, yeah, and you were out here being like, I need organizations to yeah. donate to, I'd be like, Oh, Unji, take a look at this. Yes, but professionally, that's just not. That's a line I wasn't willing to cross. Sure. And normally, pre awakening, I would have crossed that line because I wanted to feel useful or oh yeah you know go out of my way and do that even though i feel bad you know Mm -hmm. um but now post awakening i said no and it was fine yeah and i didn't have to justify why or whatever i was just like i just don't feel that's in my place to do if there's anything else i can do Uh. let me know and that's just I not mean, something I'm willing to do. Sure. And it's every step I take in mm-hmm. saying, I will not do this. This yeah. is my limit. This is my boundary. Do not come yes. into this space. The easier it's been getting. Yes. And the more I do it, sans emotion, like, mm-hmm. like built up with such emotion, um, they, the people who I say it to respond with in kind the amount of tepid professionalism. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, because no is an incredibly powerful, powerful word. Yeah. And I think, you know, there's, you know, pros and cons to doing that because some people use the no in order to close off things and uh, protect themselves, um, like deny themselves things because they're afraid. Saying no because... Not because you're out of saying no out of not saying no, not out of fear is incredibly powerful. If it's rooted in fear, that's different, right? That's Mm -hmm. working against you. But if you're saying no simply because not because you're afraid, but because you love yourself, because you love what you you don't want to diminish the relationship you may have with that person, that organization. Yeah. If you can do it out of respect and love, then it's incredibly powerful. That's stuff that I'm. Constantly learning, constantly yeah. learning. It's a hard lesson to learn. We're I constantly to no. told you I do. Love to say no. I love to say I'm no. I'm starting yeah. to. I'm starting to like it. <clears throat> I used to be very. Uh, I used to not be able to do it. You know, I would say yes yeah. to every gig, mm-hmm, everything mm-hmm. that comes in. I'd be like, sure, I'll, I'll make time to do it. Even yeah. okay, even today, I got an email saying, um, "Hey, would you be interested in doing this thing for this long?" Blah blah, and it's paid. And yeah. you and I. You know how it is in comedy. We'll always do we're, anything we're, for pay. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, we're told, like, just do it because you don't know yeah. when the next gig is. Yes. But that is the feeling I want to defeat. That mm-hmm. feeling of constant void, of scarcity, of needing to fill, 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 feed the beast, feed the beast, you know, like, worship the beast. I I think, for me, personally, post-awakening, mm-hmm. I can't do it. I can't do it anymore. There's, I'm too scared of yeah. everything else to be scared for you. Ooh. Yeah, that's true. I'm full that's up on really fear. That's really true. 
Yeah. That's uh, you're full up. You can't I'm say full up. Yeah. The no is I I I've really um gotten into it. <laughs> Good. I'm glad. Is it getting yeah. easier? Um no. Uh, I would say that <laughs> every single time I like pace a room, I envision every single way in which this will ruin my life and bring shame upon myself and my family for generations. And um, because of the one time I said no to something um, <laughs> that I might seem ungrateful. I mean, yeah. all that stuff. I'm always very, very aware and very afraid. <laughs> I would say that it is um, getting slightly easier insofar as i know that enough how about this going back to what we we're saying on the patreon if you guys listen to it but more data points so i've been proven that this does not mean doom right yes it's so like easier. having that yeah having that evidence yeah. makes it easier but yes, i still absolutely. i still do work myself up into a tizzy <sighs> yeah uh and <laughs> It's hard. I'm struggling with it, but I'm glad that you're struggling too, which means I'm not alone. <laughs> but I did say no to a couple of things this week, and it does feel good. Um, and it's not about being mean or hurtful. It's about really just kind of standing up for your space and your time yes. and how how sacred that is and not letting other people kind of dictate what, what you mean, do with that. I mean, we lived through a fucking pandemic. We know what the time uh, is worth. Yeah, <laughs> we're just not going to deal with it anymore. We're just not going to. I'm not wasting yeah. my time with this shit anymore. You know, prior. We, so much of pandemic has been about reprioritizing what's important. Yeah. And so, like, if you know that, let's get there. Let's do this. <laughs> we didn't. <laughs> what did you open? A Lacroix. A Lacroix. I was like, yeah. oh, it's that hard hard kombucha. She going in. <laughs> It's the afternoon. <laughs> oh my God. I wish. I wish. I haven't been able to um, do one of those. Something I did say yes to recently is mm. my first road gig. Oh. I'm doing a show um, in San Francisco in May. First week of May. I was very scared to say yes because you know, the plane of it all. And yeah. It's going to be outside. Yeah. So I feel good about that. Everyone's getting their own microphone. Okay. And we we have to do it masked. Okay. So, you know, yeah, there's yeah. precautions happening okay. and I'm vaxxed. So I feel, you know, okay about my own health, but also like, am I spreading it and all this? So yeah. like I was going back and forth with it, but it is a May show. It's for API month. And this group is throwing it there and they're, um, yeah, so they're flying us up and housing us. So I was like, all right, if all of this is being taken care of and all I have to do is go entertain some people, yeah. that I can do. I can do that. And That's I'm hosting. so exciting. I'm so excited. <laughs> uh, it, it, but it, it, it was scary. It's scary to like think about getting back into not just performing, but getting on a plane. Yeah. Oh my God. I mean, it's a one and a half hour flight to San Francisco, so it's not that big of a deal, but it just, you know, you were talking about we were in a pandemic for a year. Yeah. There are certain things that I just haven't done in a while. No. And I mean, yeah. I, I recently freaked out inside of a restaurant because I like, we went inside to you order. You went in? We oh, went in, order. not into, you know, to order, not a restaurant. It was like a, a smoothie place, a smoothie bar. Uh, went in. I hadn't been inside a place of an establishment establishment in such a long Oof. time i've had a Oof. full-on meltdown and was like i gotta get Oof. out of here yeah and right i just i did i mean i think that I, it's gonna take me a second and i will say that it, it, once rates and all this stuff like this once i accurately and soberly assess not in a tizzy yeah. not freaking out but i'm able to soberly assess and see what rates are and like June, mm. July, whatever. And if I'm still freaking out, I will have to seek professional help, I think. <laughs> um, <laughs> by the way. I, oh, I I have some news about that. Yeah, I was going to ask. I um, I told you that, um, I, yeah, I'm still on the wait list. Okay. <laughs> for those two Korean women. Yes. Um, <clears throat> but I was able to get on a short-term 12-week thing through my insurance okay 
um, I don't get to choose who it is, but uh-huh. it's just like time to talk and just seek help. And also, I think I'm going to, I, I already requested this from my doctor, but I want to talk to a psych about some anti-anxiety medication. Yeah. You know, I just, I just, yeah. I just started this. I'm going to see, because I, I went to... This is like such a fucking. This is an Ajima podcast because we're just talking about our various ailments and ailments. What we're yeah. <laughs> but I, you know, I told you like I went to my physical. I went to physical therapy after you yeah. went to yours, and I've been dealing with some pain. And yeah. um, I finally made an appointment. Went in, and <laughs> can I just tell you the way that this lady was worried about my body? She told me to go <gasps> see a doctor immediately. <laughs> what? And I was Why? like, oh, I started freaking out because she was freaking out. I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> what? And you never want to be told that? Yes. She was like, you need to go get an MRI and all this <gasps> stuff. Like, truly. For your back? She, for my body. Like, because I am so, like, I have the swelling and the level of pain, sort of like base yeah. level. And oh. so she did dry needling, which is like, it's like acupuncture, but it's specific to triggering the muscle. So it, it's immediate release. Acupuncture uh, is a lot more about channels overall. It's much more long term yeah, flow. flow, and it's it's like you know acupuncture is really effective. Did I ever talk about this? It's like um, if you ever talk to uh, any of your doctor friends about acupuncture, it's a thing that is uh, accepted in the Western medical establishment. Okay, it is yeah. accepted as something that one hundred percent works. Mm. No one understands why, and they have to Whoa. recommend it. They have to recommend it. As a why is it accepted then? If because no one of why. its because of its efficacy, <clears throat> because it simply oh. works, and it's wow. it's that's how undeniable it is. These motherfuckers can't. They're like, Ooh, and they're like, well, we gotta recommend it because it fucking works. Wow. And yes, it's truly crazy. Okay. So okay. dry needling is like they use a very similar type of needle, but it goes goes straight into the tension parts of your muscles and it's supposed to okay it literally starts release to, it yeah and it starts to literally twinge and spasm mm. and then it releases okay. so she wow. did a few of these and she was like and before that she's kind of like touching muscles and the way that she was like so this doesn't hurt made me realize that she was like couldn't believe that i wasn't experiencing pain at the points that she was pushing wow because of how <laughs> yeah because i don't oh really experience God. pain Cause I mean, I just, there's like a low level of pain that I accept. So that's yeah. just b- pain. That's not just, that's regular existence. And then yeah. anything above that, yeah, you know what I mean? Like, like I, it doesn't, I don't, yeah. it doesn't occur that's to me. That's how I am. Yeah. Yeah. It's just like you, that's, that's just how it is. Like I, it would never occur. I'm very, wow. that's why it's hard for me to talk about pain with professionals. I've had to learn uh, to be like, Oh, that your that normal I, amount of pain is not normal. Not normal. Yeah. That for me, a wow. three is actually probably like something closer to like something Someone that should seven. something. Yeah. But it's also something yeah. that should be it shouldn't necessarily mean that it's worrisome. But the way that how tight it is, like how fucking rid, like crooked my back is and stuff. She was like, oh. Are, do you ever have ever, ever had scoliosis? Like shit like that. Oh, yeah. wow. Because okay. <laughs> I, I just don't scoliosis. feel it. Yeah, but yeah. I, I've never had it. I just, she was just like, your back is crooked and like all this stuff. And, and it's just made no sense because she's like, cause I'm a fit person. I do all this, but yeah. she just the way that she was feeling my back. So she made me come back the next day for Whoa. at least, for she was like just for 30 minutes, just so I could do more. <clears throat> Whoa. She was so worried. Wow. Yeah. That's, I mean, amazing that someone cares about you. Yes. She, yes. It was really nice. <laughs> It was uh-huh. nice because I don't do that to myself. So it was like wonderful right. to see what I should be doing reflected in this like very nice white lady. And <laughs> <laughs> but she but when she did the dry needling the second time, can I tell you, I felt fucked up. I felt fucked up like she was taking it out and I still felt the needles in. <gasps> I could feel the oh my radiating pa- like my body <clears throat> wow. was hot. I don't have you ever smoked just Keef? Yeah. OK, like that, like straight to the uh. dome shit. Like wow. I feel the wah wah. Wow. Damn. And I was like, and I was like, what is remember I told you yesterday, I was like, I feel fucked up. And she was like, yeah. I think it's because your body is like allowing to like, feel that. Feel again. Oh my God. <laughs> like you're like the trauma. The trauma. 
I was like, I don't. I kind of looked at her. I was like, I didn't ask for this. Like, I didn't want to feel. So it's too late, bitch. It's the yeah. awakening for your body too. <laughs> I mean, really wild. Damn. Really wild. Really Good wild for you. Well, I I understand the um <clears throat> the instinct to not complain about things and not see yes. doctor for stuff until it gets yes. bad. Yeah. That's a very Korean thing. Yes. Uh, immigrant <laughs> thing because, you know, whatever. But it is also, um, it's imperative that you yeah. and I seek this because we have, especially for you, you have a child. So <laughs> you have, you weren't taught this. So no. you have to figure out how to teach it to your kid. I don't have a child, but I, you know, I have nieces and nephews and stuff. So yeah. like I have people I can talk to. <laughs> they probably won't ask me, but you know, at least I'll be, you know, armed with the truth, and some wisdom. <laughs> but tomorrow I'm going to see a sleep doctor. Can you Ooh. believe for my sleep Good. apnea? Apnea, yeah. Are you prepared yeah, to sleep with the life. machine? <clears throat> I've listened to you I, sleep. I, yeah, anything. you have. Yeah, it's bad. Yeah, it's really, really bad. So I need something's got to change, and. It was one of these things where Eric, my partner, has asked me over and over and over again for six years. And it's something that my mom, when I was a baby, she would be scared to leave me in the crib yeah. or like alone because I would stop breathing. Yes. And she was like, what the fuck is wrong with this kid? And that's been my life for 38 years now. And I'm finally going to get that fixed up uh, wow. somehow. And I, I'm just ready. I'm ready to just give in to everything. I went to um, the dentist. Yeah. Um, they said I'm doing great. And okay. um, yeah, just a deep cleaning is needed. I have. Yeah, yeah. I went to get. Uh, I have. I got glasses. It's coming in in the mail in three weeks. Whoa. Yeah. I, apparently, I'm fucking blind. I shouldn't be driving. I was Are you like, serious? oh yeah, because I'm like squinting at at um, signs at um exit signs and I'm like always missing signs because I I was like is that the right one you know what I mean like I'm just kind of making out letters and I'm like all right uh, and you're my squinting brain's... you're like and squinting and squinting in LA traffic <laughs> I am being bad for our brand it yes. is not good for us <laughs> missing exits squinting smoking like... <laughs> weed in the car like this guy is a menace to the road well you know the anxiety thing <clears throat> is so yeah. When I went to the PT person, I've heard this, and um, I think listeners can also attest to this. Magnesium is supposed mm. to be incredibly good for anxiety and pain. Milk of magnesium? No, just magnesium. Straight up There's magnesium? A, yes. There is okay. something called... It's called like natural calm or something like that. So you, there's uh -huh. a powder that you can drink before bed or you can take a gummy because I can't really do powders anymore. I have so many powders and potions. I had enough. <laughs> so... So I just need to chill, I think, on some, like, you know what I mean? I'm just constantly mixing, clink, 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 clink. But yeah, yeah that sound. So I'm just going to get the gummies. But the magnesium okay. is supposed to be like help, um, especially with anxiety before bed. Um, like I don't just have a problem you. with bed. I don't have. It's the daytime <laughs> that's haunting. Interesting. Yeah. Like you, you hit peaks because you, your body can't actually sustain that level of anxiety over the course of many, many hours. It's like so damaging. You do. There are like, times I, I like find myself. I mean, I'm I do crash at night. <clears throat> That's why I'm like high anxiety all day. Yeah. And then at night I just go, Gung! you know, and then I can't while I'm sleeping, I can't fucking breathe. You know what ah. I'm saying? So like, I'm sure I'm anxious. So I'm, I'm just like a stress ball and it's all unraveling now. And um, now with this new insurance, thank God thank I can God. go to the doctors I can want to go to and need to go to and not have to be like, well, your insurance says, you know, like, ugh. The you know, fact it's funny. That we have, ugh, yeah, this is no, it's disgusting. Funny because the, 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 what's funny is that you're talking about like going to insurance and both of us talking about all the self care and that has happened post awakening. Um, I was reading in the LA Times that this, it was this woman named Linda Yoon. She's a Korean American psychotherapist was saying that after Atlanta, that she was flooded, flooded with requests, and her with requests. It was not yeah. just her either. It was her and other therapists in like her practice literally flooded with calls and emails from clients. Damn. I should have and gotten my MFT right before. Yeah. It. <laughs> 
fuck. Ninety percent of them were Asian people mentioning the shooting yeah. specifically or racial trauma. Yes, and it yes. was not just in LA, California, but from everywhere, Alabama, everywhere, Kansas, everywhere. Um, and with desperate requests to talk to someone, an Asian, specifically an Asian therapist, that could help them. Digging around. Because just something. Because there's just something about very specifically looking at a face and knowing they understand. Knowing that's that exactly it. That's what I was saying on the Patreon episode yeah. right before we did this. Yeah. I met with a Korean executive and I just knew that there was no need for me to code switch, to explain, yeah. to um, tell him why I'm even here in this manner, you know? And, and you know this too, doing stand-up, if you're not at an all-Asian show yeah, or... Even like a black show, mostly black show, if you're at like a generally white audience, general audience, you you and I constantly have to go into identity. Yes, I have to explain. It just doesn't, I have to explain explain to you that this is how it works and then I have to set you up so that I could punch it. Whereas Mm -hmm. there is no need for setup for white people who do comedy, white men especially. So, yeah. and that's the same thing when we go into rooms to meet with studio executives and stuff like that, when creators and writers go in and pitch new material, new work. If you have a Korean in the room, they're like, yo, you don't, we don't need all the formalities. We're yeah. going right into the root. And that's what white people get to have. Like this fucking privilege of being like oh we're all it's a fraternity we all look at you know what i mean even though you say you don't and even though you might not be um actively doing it mm-hmm. but the fact that you are constantly around people like you reinstills this normalcy and the default whiteness over and over and over again the mainstream culture is that the default White. is that always Always. Yeah. And that's the thing. It's like, you know, whenever I would get like sort of people like, I don't know why you always have to talk about race. And I was like, you talk about mainstream culture and your mom, your single mom Mm -hmm. that you love. That's white culture. You talk about your culture, too. It's just that you think it's a mega. You don't like know even, my fucking Korean culture. So this is like we're ever talking about their fucking culture. If you're talking about yeah, your point you don't of know. View, well, story, I could talk about Happy culture. Together. You're not gonna know what Happy Together is, all right? You don't know what K dramas I'm watching. Yes, but you get to so, talk. Uh, yeah, I have to talk about race because there's no combined fucking no. knowledge for us to base anything on. You think your shit is the shit? There's yes. many shits. <laughs> we got a lot of shits. I got a lot of shits. Yeah, dark shits. Light shits, runny shits, hard shits. <laughs> shits that like bleach in the sunlight and become white and hard. <laughs> I mean, th- that's what was fascinating is like that one, you know, mental illness specifically in the Asian American community has been always like a concern. It's been a huge thing. I mean, huge. rates are really high among us. PTSD is really high among us. I mean, Truly, the Asian American community that lives in America currently are the only communities that I would say every single Asian. Yeah, I think almost every single Asian community that lives in America has been through a war, like within two generations. Yeah. Yeah. A war, a coup, something traumatic. Yes. Why else would we be here? There you go. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> we wouldn't people... have left if my dad was Mr. Samsung. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Lady LG, I wouldn't be here. <laughs> Literally every single Asian community currently here has lived through a war, a displacement of some kind in the last two generations. Like they know their grandparents. You know, like that. And that's not that far. That's not that far. So when we talk about this, you know, I talk about mental health and like how crazy that that moment, the awakening was for the Asian American community. The fact that they were deluged with calls and reach outs Mm -hmm. is like one, a testament to the fact that the our generation is like fucking getting it. Like we're the ones that are like, yeah, actually, that's a really good point. That's a really yeah. good point. And I, I have been reading a lot of, um, no, I haven't. Why do, I have been seeing, <laughs> I've been seeing 
uh, a lot of headlines and watching a lot of videos <laughs> about I like Asian Americans. No, I'm I, I'm here to reflect the truth, and the truth is, don't like to read unless it's a dense academic paper <laughs> that's spreading communist propaganda. <laughs> But yeah, I have been seeing a lot of, um, you know, positive news about Asians activating. Yes. Uh, you know, it, it, my younger brother is activating. No shade, but if my little brother from Flushing, Queens, and then by way of Long Island, New York, <laughs> is activating, y'all don't have any reason not to. This is Vogue. This is pop culture now. Like, yes. Yeah. And I, 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 finally, the fact yes. that activism has become popular means mm -hmm. that change is coming. Yes. And yeah. at the very least, there's ownership and agency over our experience here that people are yeah. feeling it, you know, that yeah. like and that's the only way that true change occurs. But I think that the fact that the people are taking ownership over it, feel agency, that they're seeking mental health resources because they understand that what they're feeling is not normal. Mm -hmm. But their yeah. feeling is that like, you know, it's that I, that we have always had a base level of pain. That's like, that's just mm -hmm. going back to like, we have a base level of pain and we're all kind of like, maybe we shouldn't have to have pain. <laughs> 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 like finally they're asking the questions and the youngs and the youth are truly, I'm, I am here for it. The way that the youth are just like very much what? Fucking crazy. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, it, it, okay. It, it, it's, it's so um, beautiful to me that yes. we look stupid as yes. old millennials. Yeah. You and I looking so backwards and stupid to mm -hmm. our kids and yes. the Generation Z is a beautiful thing. Because it means <laughs> it, it's, they're in for a better world. Yes. Yes. One where they get to say that they're worth. Yes. That they, they're not apologizing for it. They enter. No. You know, it's it goes back they to their yeah. 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 With, Knowing their with worth. a sense of self-worth. Yeah. Yes. Exactly. And they're not afraid to declare it because this is their self-worth. It's not something that needs to be reflected back onto them that they are looking to someone else to validate. It's like there's a part of it where like there is a promised land that we're never gonna see, Peter. And I'm good with that. But I will help us wander the <laughs> desert. I will be a leader here. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay. I like that. 40 years of wondering, wondering. Yeah. Maybe that's it. Maybe it'll take 40 more years. Yeah. A generation mm -hmm. to get it's to the we have, land. Because we have experienced oppression. We have truly been under the yoke of something. And, and that was yeah. the thing with Moses because God was like, listen, you felt this yoke. You cannot ever be yeah. truly free. Yeah. So you can't come in. I'm sorry. You got to die in the desert. You got to die in the desert. I love you. <laughs> Your Thank brother you. Aaron will do the rest of the work yeah. for you. <laughs> he was born free. A little, a little Easter time um, Bible, <laughs> Bible fun. <laughs> Found only at the Ajima show. <laughs> well, because we just had to do the, the Passover story. So that's ultimately the story of also of Easter. <laughs> no, right, it's not of right. Easter, right? What's the Easter stuff? No. Oh, yeah. The, Easter the, is the reborn of Christ. Reborn, Passover reborn. is the, the Jews, Jews <clears throat> yeah. being... Yeah, wandering. So like, yeah, that's where right. this is coming from. But I mean, it's true. There's a part of it with the youngs where I'm like, I get it. I'm never going to experience this level. Like, because they entered yeah. the game being like, this is fucked up. And it I took want me to though. That's my goal. Yeah. I need to act as if I'm a young. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I heard how that sounded, and I that mean, two bad. episodes ago, we <laughs> literally, we just literally talked about how white your hair was. <laughs> okay. Well, you know, kids are dyeing their hair gray and stuff. It's no, it's like cool and whatever. Listen, I get it. I'm old. I'm from another generation. There's some things I'll never know or feel, but at least the idea of self worth I want to borrow from the. Youngs. Oh, you're so young there. Yeah. 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 I mean, because truly, the level of transformation that you and that's the thing is that you have always transformed. And so you're able, I, I don't think there's like, it's like a thing to you. Like you go, no. you did this, you started a chapter and then you ended and then you move somewhere else. You start a chapter, you end it. And like, you know, you're, you are, you have been reborn several times. Yeah. Yeah. And that is the true meaning of Easter <laughs> is a rebirth, 
of your image, your brand, and your soul. <laughs> All right, we'll be right back after these beautiful sounds. <laughs> All right, we're back. We're back. Listen, um, there's there's a lot going on right now, so I can't imagine anyone listening to this is you know out here wanting. Uh, I don't know what you want, but this week was uh, the first week I was getting back into work. Uh huh. And um, it feels like, you know, I'm like a doe, you know, like getting back into it. And I was like, all right, Ajima Show, we've been talking about the awakening and post awakening. And now how do we like approach the new, the new, new, right? Like, how do we move forward? Um, Because that's what we were talking about. Not moving on, but moving forward. Yes. And um, emotionally being there for you know, each other, our community and stuff like that. Anyway, all that to say, um, I didn't do much research this week on the <laughs> news cause I needed to unplug. Sure. Yeah. yeah. I, I really needed to unplug. Yeah. And I hope that you guys will forgive us mm-hmm. for not being on top of the news, but you know, you know, I was cursory glancing, but it's just a lot of pain to see even like moments of, Hey, bystander training, here's how to do it. Like even looking at that, it's like, okay, it's happening. You know, like it's great that it's happening, but like, oh my God, you know, like how much do I, how much do I have left, you know, emotional space-wise to engage? So I did take a little bit of time off. I went to the beach. Yeah, because we're also not the ones that need to learn. We're not the ones like it's trauma, yeah. re-traumatizing for when the social media and news media cycle continues to dwell. And it's like the ongoing attacks and stuff. And it's like, yeah, I, I personally am an advocate for that because we're not the ones that need to be informed. We've, we've been, we've already been knowing about this from the beginning, from the beginning of the yeah. pandemic. So it's like, I, I, you know, it is re-traumatizing, especially as people, um, as Asian people, I just don't feel yeah, if you, I don't, I don't think we ever need to apologize for having to preserve our nerves, yeah. our preserve our mental health. <laughs> With that being said, um, I have a great kick-ass Korean that I want to share today. Okay. Um, her name is Nancy Kim. She, uh, ha- I've met her through this organized organizing at, in K Town, the Neighborhood Safety Companions. And um, by the way, if you want to follow, it's at Neighborhood Safety Companions on Instagram. They post, uh, you know, where when we're meeting, where, uh, and all that good stuff. And, um, you know, she's been out here doing it grassroots style, getting it started with a couple of clipboards and a few vests, and then now it's growing. Uh, and I just want to give it up to her. And, you know, it's hard to do something like this uh, that you know, is absolutely necessary and it's such a great service to the community. Um, but you know, it's a lot to take on, I'm sure. So, um, if there's anyone out there who's like, uh, a natural organizer, you have some time, uh, you know, in LA, obviously. Um, or, you know, if you want to connect with your own community and start one of these things, it's happening everywhere. It's happening in, in LA's Chinatown, another group's doing it. So, um, it's popping up everywhere and it feels really great that we're getting media coverage and there are people like Nancy Kim who are like taking on the helm uh, of leadership. So that's my kick ass this week. Yeah. Okay. So mine has also, uh, mine has nothing to do with um, the awakening. Well, it is a little bit of the awakening. Um, she <laughs> okay. is a K-pop star and American okay. rapper uh jesse and um i have our link jesse jesse let me just say i did a deep dive on like youtube with her her music it slaps whatever you know i'm with the kids i'm a hippin and a hoppin um i get it but her youtube presence and her sort of interview Mm. interviews inside of korean television are truly some of the funniest 
funny most dis- hilarious but uh, fu- hilarious disarming things if you ever just yes and when we talk about representation it's just like bringing sexuality unapologetic sexuality mm-hmm. into these conversations and it's her level of no bullshitness yes is mm-hmm. just so refreshing because everything inside of K-pop and Korean television is incredibly formal and very incredibly stylized. Chaste. Yes. yes. And it's like a lot of teeing while all of them fuck. All of them are being hypersexualized and she's just calling it out. So these like frank discussions yeah. about sex, sexuality and each other's bodies and also pointing mm-hmm. out the hypocrisy of everything instead of like um, yeah. all the K-pop agencies and shit she, she will 100 percent call out it, i'm here for it i'm here for a breath that. i'm here for it a breath of fresh air on all of those shows on the chat shows also she's like everyone loves her even though she's yeah. breaking all the you rules you can tell she is like a good ass time yes yes she's like you know that girl you want to invite out because she's gonna be loud she's gonna be a mess she's always the first one on the dance floor but and you know the fiercest loyal bitch because she's, she, yes, she has cigarettes. <laughs> I mean, truly, like that's a yeah. that that is a bitch I will fuck with all day. Yes, like you all know, day. all day. And just like that energy <laughs> inside of like it's almost it was shocking to see it yeah. on Korean television. It's just like in oh. that context, in that yeah, context, you're right. which if you watch Korean television, you understand how stylized, how chaste, and how very stodgy everyone is supposed mm. to be. You know, the only people right. that are really allowed to act out are the male host and like maybe yeah. his comedic sidekick. Yeah. Like big fat guys are allowed to do anything. Yes. Yeah. But <laughs> anyone else, especially a K-pop star, yeah, is not allowed exactly. to ever declare their own sexuality. <clears throat> and she does it really unapologetically. And yeah. Like she doesn't hey, even she's suffer like fools. taking that helm of like what Hyori kind of left behind. Yes. Of that like sex bomb, naughty girl, bad girl, bad girl image. Yeah. Um, but I'm glad she's like extending it now and saying like, this is me. I'm owning it. And you're just going to have to catch up to me. Yes. Which is incredible. I love that. Incredible. So that's my kick ass yeah. for this this week. Awesome. Yay. Yay. Awesome. Well, you guys, thank you so much for listening. I hope um, you are taking care of yourselves. And I mean that really. When people say take care of yourself, that's a real thing. Like you yeah. actually have to take care of yourself. You actually have to get those dry needling. Yes, you need to go outside, go for a walk. Muscles. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> go for a walk. Get yeah. drink some water. Take water. a take a multivitamin. Take a multivitamin. Gummy it up. Gummy it up. Take a take care Get of some yourself. milk of magnesium. Oh no, straight up magnesium. Magnesium. Milk of what is this milk right? of magnesium? I thought that was a thing. Milk of magnesium. Like a uh, uh, oh maybe that's like um that uh, what's that thing you uh imodium id ad anti diarrhea. Oh, is that what oh that's God. called? It is milky. They're drilling. Do you hear this drilling? Oh yeah, oh I do. Oh God. Oh my. Who's God. drilling? They've been in my kitchen for hours now. I can't believe you guys didn't hear much of it, but I'm glad you didn't. I'm glad this is happening at the end because they're in my kitchen. They're ripping out the stove, and it's a mess in the house. <sighs> they're ripping anyway, out the stove. Send help. Are you getting a new yeah. stove? New stove. Yeah, that's which nice. is nice. Yeah, yeah. it's really good. <laughs> All right. Well, thanks for listening. Really take care of yourselves. Love you. Bye. Love you. Bye.